0: It's on Monday because uh, I think my my missus would have murdered me had I uh, had the uh, had our podcast uh, last night. So we decided to get drunk on alcohol and eat chocolate cake instead. So my apologies. Um, uh, with me today, uh, we have another guest, uh, but as always, we have some usual faces. We have Mark Canti. Evening, out. Peter Ray Allison. Good evening. John Joe Cosgrove. Hello, everybody, and uh, our special guest, uh, Laura Mauro. Is that how you pronounced it? Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm always like, oh no, I'm gonna get this name wrong. Even it's like we've got we've got a Romanian girl, Costina, uh, K- who he, he does some stuff for us, and I I just can't pronounce her second name right, <laughs> and she's always shouting at me. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm sorry, I can't get it right. <laughs> she's just doing that because it's you, Matt.
1: You realise this, don't you? Yeah, possibly. That's a the pronunciation. I sent I sent
0: <laughs> her a book um, to do a review for, it, and it, 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 it's never turned up. It slightly annoyed me. Um, anyway, anyway, Got back. Yeah, Laura, who are you? What do you do?
2: Tell us about Where yourself. Am I? That's a very good question. <laughs> um, I am a uh, sometime writer, PhD student, and I. Yeah, that's what I do. I do writing mostly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I write horror, weird fiction. Uh, sometimes I write about wrestling, not so much at the moment because there isn't any wrestling really. But uh, yeah, that's what I do mostly.
0: Local scene wrestling or sort of uh, mainstream WWE. So
2: um, I used to watch a lot of mainstream Oh. Wrestling and Japanese wrestling are yep. the two things I watch most of.
3: What's Japanese wrestling like and how does it compare to, like, you know, the WCW and WWE wrestling?
2: It's kind of less in your face. Like, the storytelling in Japanese wrestling is a lot more subtle. It's done kind of in the ring, so, or via kind of, like, backstage things, but after the fact. Whereas, you know, obviously, you've got, like, WCW and WWE, you've got these kind of, you have a bit of wrestling and then you have the soap opera. And then you have a bit more wrestling, you have a bit more soap <laughs> opera. The Japanese wrestling's a lot more, like... I guess I hesitate to say it's more like a sport because obviously it isn't. It's still theatre, but it's presented more like a sport. You know what I mean? You've got matches and any story that's told is told in the ring. Um, it's just, I don't know. I just think it's... Um, and I think the actual style of it is better as well. But I did grow up with the American wrestling and I do have a fondness for it in my
0: heart. Uh, <laughs> just before we carry on there, uh, have you got anything downloading in the background in your computer? You're stuttering slightly. and we're. I...
2: I'm not, but I, tell you, I think my husband is streaming games, so I will tell him to stop. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's streaming the Japanese wrestling, that's what it is. Yeah, he it's is, just like he you're saying something doing, and you're, yeah.
0: you're zoning out and it's just like, yeah. uh, we're not getting anything.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. let me just tell him to be... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Carry on.
4: Do you remember a little while ago, I was watching some of the, because um, obviously WWE continued for a while while Kofi was going on. They were kind of putting their own bubble. And That's there was right, this, yeah. there was this shot of Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's in the ring. He's going, could I get a hell? Yeah. And it's like the place is just empty. It's like, it's like, it's like, you know, he's trying to make it obviously serious. He's trying to obviously do this part as an actor. But at the same time, I was thinking, just just go, just walk out of the place, please. This is cringy. Oh, I couldn't turn away from it. It was it was amazing. And when you see like, the interactions that they're having, they're trying to obviously get this uh, this non-existent crowd. Mm. At least, like, you know, when you've got football on, they're putting on this imaginary chant. They're mm. putting on the audio effects. It sounds like there's someone there. On the WWE, standees, on the,
1: on the seats, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that as well,
2: yeah. Well, the Queen's oh. at Millwall now, you know. There's a couple <laughs> out of the Queen at Millwall. No, it's, with wrestling, you need a crowd. It, it has to be a two-way process. It just doesn't work, you know. Because it's theatre, it is... Yeah. I always think of it as being in between sport and theatre. And just like both of those things, you need audience participation. You can't just have it in isolation. I think that's why a lot of wrestling fans have kind of moved away from it, partly because independent stuff isn't really happening and a lot of us like that. But even things that are still going, it's just not the same. The The atmosphere isn't there. You need the kind of call and response kind of thing, you know? How does,
3: is Japanese wrestling sumo or is that something that's entirely different?
2: It's totally different. Yeah, right. sumo is, is, is like, you know, traditional Japanese culture. Res, wrestling is just exactly... I mean, in terms of... Yeah, you it's know, the great... murder gymnastics, as we call it sometimes. Um, but yeah, it's different to sumo. But it just... I just think it's better, but I might be being a snob. <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, Joey, you have to... I'll have to have a look up about Japanese wrestling because I, I heard there was something before, but I just assumed... It was kind of like, I don't know, like a rip of WCW or mm. something like that. I didn't realise that it was its own thing. But then, I don't know why. I have this feeling that I've seen an anime before of like a wrestling show. I don't know if that's yeah. true or not. It might be. That is, I'm sure that, there is an anime, isn't yeah, there? Yeah,
2: yeah, there is. There's, a Tiger I remember Mask, seeing it's called. That. Yeah. yeah, I remember seeing
4: that before and I loved that. I thought that's it was got,
2: so It's got so real wrestlers fun. in it as well. Yeah.
4: <laughs> it was so fun it was so imaginative and you know obviously if you look at anime there's anime on almost anything there but seeing the wrestling one in particular i was like yeah this uh this looks pretty um pretty immense pretty unreal but don't you hear there is japanese wrestling oh. in its own called yeah that's um that's on the list for tomorrow.
2: oh uh, if you want any recommendations i will recommend it's the, the crossover between japanese wrestling and anime there is quite a lot of crossover in there. Because <laughs> also the anime that you're talking about has it has real Japanese wrestlers in it. It's called Tiger Mask, and there is a Japanese wrestler called Tiger Mask himself. So it's like a weird fourth warmer. Yeah. It was one of the things you know when you hear
4: about it, you think you think there must be something about it. There must it must be real. And yeah. um yeah. But then I was watching recently going like with the anime, there's a football one called Captain Subasa. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, like, it's like football mixed with Dragon Ball Z, and it yeah. is awesome. It's just, and you know, in the last year, while we've obviously had lockdown, after lockdown, you get to see all these different shows that you may not have watched before. Captain Tsubasa was one of the ones that I was like, right, let's, let's just watch one episode. And I was like, yeah, I'm hooked now. This is 12 f- hours good. later. <laughs> yeah, it was like that. It was like that. I watched it for the whole day, and I was just like, uh, yeah, I'm, I can't wait to see some more. <laughs>
0: I've not, I've not watched wrestling. I used to watch it religiously when I was a kid, you know, but like it was back in the day, it was like Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior and Bret the Hitman Hart was my favorite wrestler for like oh, ages, the, yeah. where I went to see him in uh, Belfast Ulster Hall, I think, or was it the King's Hall? Holster Hall, I think. Um, and I was that close to getting his sunglasses. I was, like, beside this kid who got it. And I was just like, Nya. no. <laughs> and, yeah, he, he played uh, – he fought Vader, I think, when he was doing at Belfast. Uh, it was the same day John John Candy died. Um, I just remember it, you know. It, it was, wow. It, it was just odd. It was like we went to see the wrestling and it came up on the uh, the radio that John Candy had died. Um, but, yeah, I used to watch it quite a lot. And then it just I just stopped – um recently because one of the guys in one of our whatsapp groups is um massively into his wrestling uh he sort of started going on about beyond the mat the documentaries and stuff oh, so i started watching the documentaries yeah. and, oh my god man like all of these wrestlers are absolute shells of, pe- of men like they are completely mm. wrecked you know physically yeah. oh, mentally god, yeah. all kinds of crazy shits happen to them and it's just like like wrestling is just not good for these people at <laughs> all.
1: They basically beat themselves until they what? can't be beaten anymore. They pin them back together and fill them up with drugs, and then pile them out until they just can't anymore. Yeah, like so yeah. yeah. they like, just
3: roll in the next. Yeah. The next. I record. remember watching that like that supposedly like that, that grand battle between Undertaker and someone else. That, I can't remember who it was. Who was the... <laughs> Very specific there. <laughs> yeah, it was, Undertaker, it was basically a comeback by The Undertaker and um, another one of his greatest foes. Keen probably. And I remember sitting at the end and just thinking, they just looked as if they couldn't care. Yeah. <laughs> well, Undertaker,
2: is,
4: I uh, When he When uh, in his like, mid-50s, when he
2: finally retired.
5: Yeah. Like
2: and he yeah, keeps, quite, they keep uh... wheeling him out. Like oh every God. every now and again they wheel him out for a special appearance and he's oh yeah, it is the thing I think wrestling has got better than it used to be. It used to be like, you know, because it was a very kind of macho environment, you've got a lot of these guys who were going way past their prime and as you said, they were just stapled together and on painkillers and it was a terrible it's it's there's still a lot of problems with healthcare. I mean, because the thing is, of course, and you've got the healthcare situation in America as well and uh uh it's very difficult for, unless you're mega bucks to kind of keep in good condition but it is improving. issues are yeah you know, it is i don't know it's a problematic industry for a lot of reasons yeah. but even
4: um if you look at oh, i was gonna say just some God. of the uh, like older wrestlers so like even like stone cold steve austin mm. he had God. to retire apparently because of problems with his back
5: and he then like, a couple years head.
4: later yeah mm. but then a couple of years later he was back in it um i think wasn't there something about mick foley as well we had a
0: um, yeah, I mean everything, Mick, M- yeah, yeah,
4: Mick
2: Foley. Yeah, Mick Foley. He um he
0: came he came to the ill-fated Blackpool Comic Con and uh, mm. um, we uh helped him basically and some of the other wrestlers. Um like the guy uh Diesel, I can't remember his, his real name. Um but Diesel and um uh oh, what's what's the guy um Ah, uh, it's gonna, it's gonna, I can't remember. There's a bunch of them, <laughs> and we were basically, um, you know, to just sort of help out because the whole thing was going to hell in a handbasket. So we thought, right, we'll step up, Geek Pride will help out. And we sort of like, we're helping them sort of getting from one place to another and getting shouted at for it, right? Other people <laughs> and stuff. But you know, it's like, we we don't work here, we're just helping, but there you go. Um, yeah. so we were trying to help him. Mick Foley, man, I was just like, he he could barely walk he was mm-hmm. literally you know lovely guy but he could he could barely walk and he was just sort of cool. you know good thing about him was he spent a lot of time with his fans and he was very important about trying to get there despite everything going to shit he was sort of you know mm-hmm. I want to get there I want to sort of you know talk to the fans yeah. and stuff but he could barely walk like you literally were at a yeah. snail's pace to sort of get him from one place to another and um, yeah it's just I see that sort of beyond the map thing and you see what's done to a lot of the wrestlers and you're just like fuck me man this just absolutely yeah. insane That's- there's a
1: physio, Bo Hightower or something. He does um, videos on YouTube and Facebook where he does, like, the um, back cracking or that sort of thing. But there's a couple he's put up with some of the wrestlers where um, he'll do, he will does a thing where he has, like, the they're almost like cold chisels that he uses, like, on their hips and their shoulders and stuff because, obviously, there's so much muscle when it all gets out of alignment. He basically sits there with a hammer and beats things into place. And Oof. it's just, it's quite wow. scary. Or, like... He'll lay them down and he'll check their feet and, like, their yeah. hips are so misaligned yeah. that one foot is, like, an inch, ho- inch and a half higher than the other. God. And so he'll pull them
2: and yeah, he'll go up, the,
1: go up to the top of the hip with this lump of metal like that and a hammer. And he'll wedge it in the top and he'll go like that about four or five times. Then he'll go and he'll, like, jerk the leg and he'll go... Mm, no, go back Us? again. Oh. Right up in the deltoid, trying to sort their shoulders out because, like, they'll have... They won't be able to get their, their arms any higher than that, because yeah. like they've strained and twisted stuff or one I've, shoulder's like there, and he's just trying to pop them and crunch them, and oh god, the noises!
2: And you're like, I, this is what they've done to themselves. Yeah. Well, it's amazing because we think of wrestling as being fake, don't we? Like everyone talks about how wrestling is fake all the time. And it's it's obviously not fake. Like I've I've seen a wrestler break his neck in the ring. You know, I've, when I was watching Japanese yeah. wrestling, I watched Hiromu Takahashi. Literally break his neck, and the, the amazing thing—he's back a year later. He's back now. He broke his neck, and he's back a year later. Just like, i just like—I think what? it's
0: like it's, there's a misconception, isn't there? It's like the 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 matches are predestined, but mm. the 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 physicality it of it, it all is very real.
2: It's scripted, but it's yeah. not fake. Yeah, it's it's scripted, sure? but it's not. It's it. not yeah, really into it,
1: it's pseudo It's improv, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because you know the end you need to achieve. But the moment you've got two people in there doing stuff, all it takes is for someone to be a quarter of an inch off their mark and everything can go to hell in a hurry. So, you know, everyone has to be on their game because they know this is what's supposed to happen.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: But it doesn't always work that way, does it? Just because, you know, you have a bad day, your leg gives at the wrong time yeah. or something like that. And they all have to be aware of that. And when they start yeah. swinging around freaking chairs and tables well, and well, but it's other so, props, when you have
4: When you have them, like, they're throwing, like, one of them's throwing the other out of the ring, that's a bit hard to try and fake Yeah, you can't. When you you see them, like, punch them, you see that they're stamping on the floor Mm. to get that sound effect. Okay, you can tell that. But when you've actually got them, like, they're literally throwing them up over and back and they're landing and you hear that smack on the canvas yeah. that is not fake ladies yeah, and gentlemen yeah. the, that is something... yeah,
3: there are things that they can do though to kind of minimise the impact on themselves oh definitely and, you Yeah, like, they'll they'll basically, like
4: take yeah like mm-hmm. but, Yeah, paratrooper
3: techniques basically slam that hand down that dissipates some yeah. of the force away but, but also, yeah you are l-
1: when they lob them out of the ring a lot of the times you'll find they hit tables that happen to be there for the for the announcers or something and yeah. a lot of the time those tables are padded underneath things yeah. because it's it's there to dissipate yeah. the fall but still but there is. is
3: yeah i mean all you have to do is like watch a jackie chan film at the end and see all the outtakes of the stunts of where they go wrong this is the guy that has broken his all the bones in his body at yeah. least twice mm-hmm. and, and he kept see, going
1: as well the infamous yeah. painted cast on his foot when you're yeah, doing the job on the hovercraft rumbling, rumbling the bronx yeah, yeah. Oh. Broken hands, broken necks, everything. Oh, oh there you remember go. Remember, I said I, I had a guest <laughs> This is Tyler. Oh,
3: there we yeah, go. Yeah, I remember what? I remember watching <laughs> wrestling in the uh, late '90s, and there was and um, Booker T, and he seemed to be doing like capoeira. Booker T, yeah.
0: that was the guy. That's the other guy. Oh, Booker, Booker T. T. Yeah, there was loads of them. They're just Legend. like yeah
3: and like it's like I remember watching a few times cause I'm really into my martial arts it's like mm-hmm. Kung Fu and Taekwondo and all that and thinking think not all of them are just pure wrestlers because there's quite a bit of like you know mixing up like you know for example, I was quite a few times. I was I've never had this confirmed but Booker T was almost doing Capoeira, just in the moves he was doing, how he was moving his
2: body. Yeah, but also when you look, one of his most famous moves is, is basically breakdance. It's, it's, yeah. it's a spinning kick where he's breakdancing, so I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know about him specifically, but I know that there are a lot of wrestlers who have got martial arts backgrounds, like for example, Alistair Black, who's really big in WWE at the moment, he's a professional kickboxer. Yeah. Um, and actually he was a kickboxer before he was a wrestler, so there's a lot of that in wrestling, particularly now, MMA is so big. You get a lot of
0: Mm. Oh. No, I think she's frozen. Oh, no, oh, oh, you're back. I'm back. <laughs> you're, um, you're back.
4: Yeah, you're saying that the MMA ones. Obviously, you've had a lot of crossover. Um, Ronda Rousey, I think, has been one of the most prominent ones because she's obviously done a lot of WWE. Recently. Even, even like getting actors. I mean, you've had um, Stephen Amell, who plays Oliver Queen in Arrow. He's done mm-hmm. WWE loads of times. He's mm. guest starred on that. Donald X. Trump's
0: um, been on WWE. <laughs>
4: Yeah, I find it's
1: yeah, I was gonna say they didn't throw him hard enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at anything
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's just like uh the thing is you get some of them like some people uh, like when you're a kid, you think it's real the whole well and uh, obviously we understand but we you think the whole thing's real, you know, there's no sort of it's like, you know, it, it, you know, there's things that are real. Santa Claus and wrestling and stuff like that. What do you but... mean Santa Claus isn't real? <laughs> He's very real. He?
2: Yes. <laughs> if
0: you're not, if you're not, if you're not, if you're up this late, you deserve that that bomb right there. <laughs> <laughs> if you, if I, you're up this I'll, late, I'll what, what, listening I'll to see. this? I'll point I'll
4: you to, to the Simpsons bomb. I'll point you to what The Simpsons said. There's only one fat guy that brings us presents so his name ain't Santa.
2: <laughs> Listen, if Big Boss from Metal Gear Solid can believe in Santa, then so can we. Yeah. Oh, yes, Metal Solid. <laughs> I love <Yeah>. the game. <laughs> but
0: you've got, like, um, again, it was from uh, one of the documentaries, and it's, like, I think it was about um, Macho Man and it, it, his sort of relationship with uh, with Elizabeth. And it, it was, like, they... People even her family thought it was real, and you know that the the whole thing was real. And so when they broke up and all this other stuff happened, you know they were like getting really fucked off with Macho Man because it was like you know they thought the whole thing was sort of real. And a lot of the sort of you know, especially in the deep south, you know, wrestling is mm-hmm. is is a is real. There's there's no telling them any different. It's a it's a thing, you know. And the storylines are just you know shit that's happening, you know. Do well, You and, remember
2: uh, World of Sport wrestling in the UK when you had the old oh ladies God, hitting yeah. wrestlers with a handbag? Yeah. That, that was that was
0: a Oh my giant, oh, yeah, uh, giant, uh, giant haystacks and
1: giant haystacks, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Giant haystacks getting all the abuse he got, yeah. Oh,
2: classic. Was it? What of the? Like, I ki- mean, that was some of my earliest memories of wrestling. Was one one that of them on, killed so somebody? That on Eurosport? The Kenzo Takahashi. Didn't one of them
0: kill somebody? didn't Big Daddy or Giant Haystacks kill somebody? something like something happened i think i'm not sure if it was intentional but
4: wasn't it i think there was something about giant haystacks but um,
2: yeah
4: i don't i don't recall it off the top of my head there was but then there was a few stories about this though weren't there there was Mm. i mean i mean you know especially in like more recent years especially um was it the whole thing with chris benoit as well that Ah, yeah uh, yeah yeah. that was horrible that that side of things and even and it's one of the things that people will always say, oh, it's such a tragedy what happened to him. And um, and then, like, obviously, there's a the way that you can go, well, actually, yeah, maybe his mental state didn't help. Um, and, you know, what he was, and, you know, going back to what you said, what some of these people put themselves through to go out and do a performance, all the drugs they must be taking, everything, oh God, to just to yeah. get themselves through the day. And then, you know, Monday he just snapped.
2: And then it was a, uh,
4: you With know, Chris I'm
2: Benoit, it was a combination of the fact that he was on industrial quantities of steroids, but also when they did a post-mortem of his brain, he'd taken so many concussions that his brain looked like he'd been in several car crashes.
5: All right.
2: Um, and basically, they said it was a form a, a form of dementia. Really, it's likely that a combination of the brain damage and the steroids was what caused him to snap the way he did. Mm. So there's, a, yeah, as I say, there's a lot of problems inherent in a sport where, you know, concussions happen all the time. They're one of the most common injuries that wrestlers attain a concussions. And I've seen several wrestlers retire because of it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, because similar to it. American football, you know, isn't it where you've got the whole kind of thing about repeated head trauma.
0: Well, that's the so thing is, so. they yeah. sort of go into each other because they've got padding, so they think mm. they can sort of go in harder. And obviously, they go and, and so spear tackles, is this, you, know, yeah. you know. Yeah, but the are,
4: thing is, going shoulder to shoulder is one thing in American football. When you have someone that are going head on, I think yeah. spear
0: tackles are legal. I don't think they're sort of, I think you're you allowed know, to.
4: That's, that's the point. You, you're able to do a shoulder tackle because that's obviously the point. You're supposed to encourage to do that, like but you're supposed to go into the side of someone. Yeah. And you see some people literally do it, but they're going like, they're jumping up and going like head first into mm. them. It's like, no, don't. Do that, <laughs> fucking idiot. Why? Yeah. Yeah, it is horrifying. Some of the things. But, but then what is it? You see some people have sporting injuries over some silly things. There was, um, I can't remember what country it was, but there was some tennis tournament and there was a guy who literally slipped over. Because he trod on his tennis ball, fell over, and broke four fingers on his hand, and he was
2: like, <laughs> he was out of the mission for about four months. That yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like happened to me. Like, this never happens in sports anime. Sports anime, they never break their fingers. They are always successful. Oh. Yeah. Captain Tsubasa Would never break his fingers that way. Oh. No, but they just power <laughs> Unless up <through> it... paint. <laughs> yeah. Unless it was needed for a dramatic device. Yes, that's true.
3: Is sports anime a big thing? in uh,
2: is a massive thing. Is there any sport you can imagine, there is an anime of it. You've got Captain Sabasa for football. You've got Yowamushi Pedal, which is competitive cycling. There's ping pong. Uh, Haikyuu is volleyball. Free is competitive swimming. There's literally any sport you can imagine, there's an anime about it. <laughs> <laughs> anime <laughs> is
0: crazy, man. Well, this, I, 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 the do ping know what I...
2: pong one is really good. <laughs> <They have> competitive <laughs> chess.
4: Like a whole minute, you've got one of them and it's like, you just see like the ball goes halfway across the stadium. It's like, yeah, it's so fun. It's so over the top. It's like, right, next time.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Next time on Pink Pong.
0: I just, I don't know what it is. I just can't seem to get into anime and stuff. You know, I just, I appreciate that a lot of like the the stuff... (laughs) We grew up on like um. What was anime
2: Battle of the Planets? Yeah, yeah. and Transformers is
0: technically anime, but yeah, it's like yeah. the, the the dubbed over stuff. That's the import uh, from Japan. Never
2: watched the dubs. Yeah. Always yeah. watch the yeah. subs yeah, I, I don't always... like sports anime very much, but I love anime in general. Yeah, right? I... unless it's exceptional always watch the subs because the english dubs are terrible for yeah. some reason
3: it's yeah. just I like of uh... my to <laughs> anime was on channel four late at night on a friday where you <laughs> get like uh, um basically a chopped up version of akira yeah and which at the best <laughs> of times makes you know you have to really <laughs> yeah, follow it does sense, and yeah. then it has been but... chopped up with ad breaks and you know the sensors uh, chopping bits out, you have no clue what's going on, but <laughs> yeah. you don't care because it just looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but
4: years ago, you, I was gonna say, years ago, you used to have a lot of these companies that would do one dub of an anime, and then a few years later, they'd re release it, but they'd redo the whole soundtrack and they'd edit some of the video, they'd then rewrite the scripts as well for the mm-hmm. English version. And then what you thought you sort of understood, you see it a few years later, you're like,
2: What's this what's story? That? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There all... are a couple of good dubs, but for the most part, they're pretty dodgy. Yeah,
3: yeah, I, yeah, I remember watching um, Cyber City Ueda 808, mm-hmm. and I loved that. It was really badly dubbed, but that was almost part of the charm of it.
2: I feel <laughs> like when you used to watch Transformers <laughs> in the 80s, the dubbing on that was appalling. Trans- I love Transformers, but it was appalling. Yeah. The continuity <laughs> was appalling, the story was appalling, the dubbing was terrible, but it was still so good. <laughs> but it still looks <laughs> so cool. I loved it, yeah. My my, my husband yeah. is a massive Transformers nerd. He's got hundreds and hundreds of Transformers figures. Nice, <laughs> the whole cabinet of them.
1: Nice. <laughs> I'm am a moderate Transformers nerd. Have you have read?
2: Female, still. Have you read I've the IDW caught, comics? More than meets the eye. I need eye. to get
1: caught up on that. I've got them somewhere. Yeah, it's but... So
2: good. Even I, like I wasn't it. a huge Transformers nerd. Comics, and he said, "Read this," and I was like, "It's Transformers, Rob. Am I really going to enjoy this?" And he said, "Just trust me. Read it." Oh, I've never been so emotionally involved in the lives oh, wow. of giant robots <laughs> <laughs> have, have you watched, so the, good.
1: Have you watched the new Netflix ones?
2: No I haven't Is that worth watching? Oh, Yeah okay.
1: they've, co- they've, done, they've got the, the advantage, they're still the third one to come, which is supposed to be like next year yeah. but they've done in three series they're covering everything including Beast Wars but oh. because they're doing it all in one go they're trying to stitch it all together and it's actually pretty well done
2: okay. and the
1: animation is really nice and they've actually tried to make sense of it in in certain ways, whereas it before like it was that. just kind of they just took whatever the Japanese were doing, yeah. jiggled it around a little bit, threw a bunch of threw, threw a bunch of scriptwriters at it, and they said, "I'll do." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh, I'll
2: check it out, it's good. Then I was eyeing it up, and I was like, mm, "Is it going to be?" <laughs>
0: So we're, you talked about, like, censors uh, on on Channel 4, Pete, but um, me yeah. and my mate Russell were talking about this in one of our WhatsApp groups, and it's like, you know, back in the day, especially in, like, the 80s and stuff, you, you couldn't <laughs> watch anything without there being a bad dub over it. You the know, infamous what, Robocop. Yeah, yeah sort of, forget RoboCop me, and, and sort of, you know, stuff. They just sort of, like, they, they put in the most ridiculous things, you know, to get a swear word out of the way and stuff. But then they would show kids things like never ending story and watership down and go oh, yeah. all right yes. you don't want you don't want bad words. We don't want the we don't want fucks and shits and, and stuff like that. But it's okay don't, don't to soul, see to see rabbits Genocide. fight to the death, basically, with yeah. blood and gore yeah. and all kinds of crazy shit and horses dying in the most horrible way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like, well,
1: it's fine, but no F-words no and no shooting in a dick. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's just but like... the thing with morality, though. I mean, I remember somebody telling me recently that in America, the, number, the easiest way to get an 18 rating is to put swear words in. Yeah. But violence is fine and guns are fine and moderate sex is fine, but don't say the F-word.
1: I'm just like they're weirdly what? puritan over there though. They're yeah. they very odd about but, how they puritanize things. <laughs> but do you remember the re-
4: the weird rule that came into a lot of films a few years ago where they said that you know you can have certain limitations to get a like a 12A slash PG thirteen rating, you have to keep to so many boundaries. So you can have so much violence, but you can only have like like you know, one shot of blood. Um mm. you can have swearing. But you can't say the F word more than one time. If you
1: say it once, you get away with it. After that, <laughs>
4: you've no chance.
1: And that was that was, um, that that was what the X Men films. Yeah, yeah. The X Men joke was that they were saving X-Men, up the fuck for Logan, and just the open his mouth, Deadpool yeah. jumps out and goes "fuck" and runs away. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> it, was just, it was just that bit when he just goes, um, like they're going to the bar in X Men First Class, and Wolverine just goes, "Go fuck yourselves." So it's just like that's it, that's all yeah. you need. And he's like, yeah,
3: we're, we're done. Sometimes uh, but it was... <laughs> oh, and then Fastgate came along and replaced all the F-bombs with the word Frel. Yes. And then, and yeah, uh, and and then frack, frack. and just realised... Yeah. yeah, and just realised they were just dropping all the F-bombs. Exact same context, exact same emotion, yeah,
2: but, but it not was... not saying that
3: word. Exactly.
1: Went... Or the Firefly oh. sheet where they all swore but they did it all in Chinese. <laughs> mm. So the censors couldn't another, understand it. Or another example,
4: red dwarf. Because what did they say? They oh, called smeg. it one a head.
2: Except yeah. that snake is a, a genuine and a very unpleasant thing. Yeah, you yes. know, I don't know if they knew it that was, when they were chose that word. I think word. It was
1: just not on the list, was it? Yeah. They had to pick something horrible that wasn't on the list. Yeah. So they could get away with it when they were they were sitting there with their clipboards. <laughs>
4: You are snakehead.
0: Snakehead. <laughs>
4: say it. Say it. I God, sir. three years today. Oh God. I so love Red Dwarf. Every yeah. every opportunity I get to watch it, you know, I will happily sit down, go for it all. If I... just it, every now and again, I do end up calling someone a snakehead as well, and it's quite fun when I say that to someone, especially like if I say it to someone who's a bit younger than me, like a nephew or something. They go, what? <laughs> what's that? And I have to go, oh boy, this is, um, this is, I don't know if I can really explain it or not. <laughs> just
3: I love the, just the DVDs. Uh, I, yeah. I love the fact that I got my um, elderly mother-in-law watching Red Dwarf and she really <laughs> likes it. Brilliant. To the point where she, as soon as I get a new DVD of Red Dwarf for my birthday She's at Christmas, she immediately borrows it after I've watched it.
2: That's
3: <laughs> superb. I just like,
1: <laughs> well, uh, one, of my, one of my friends is a real red dwarf fan and she was joking the other day that the problem is that the, the guy she's seeing has never watched red dwarf he's originally south african but he's really into lord of the rings so he keeps on telling her if she'll watch the lord of the rings with him he'll watch watch red dwarf she's like i don't know what i can do it i said yeah but the lord of the rings is like what 12 hours for the extended version mm. just how many episodes of red dwarf had there been you're kind of winning by, att- by attrition here. She went, that's a very
3: good point. Yeah, but it was about <laughs> half an hour, so it's like <laughs> not that long.
1: Yeah, but if you make him listen, if you make him watch all of them back to back, that's a couple of weeks that's... off work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think Red Dwarf is about 80
2: episodes. If About, yeah. Depends uh, so how many I series put... you count as well. All
0: De- them. Is... <laughs> I i don't like no, the, D- the dave tried... one when i watched the dave one i was just like what the fuck is this man
3: they're more mixed but they are a lot of good ones i mean on the day de- one of the favorite dave ones has to be um when they go back in time and to the round 20 ad lemons yes. that's yes. the one and yeah that is just a classic bit of just comic timing
4: They have made some very good episodes on Dave. Uh, Yeah, there are some that are a little bit patchy, a little bit. um, No, no, track on the Dave ones. Only on the um, Back to Earth special. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Only on Back to Earth one. All the others they are filmed before an audience. Especially last year, you had the Promise Land, which was their like their feature length episode. And my god, that was awesome! That was very good.
3: i
2: that was just your go because I've avoided them up till now. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I
3: recommend rest. it. I've, I tried uh, watching them
2: and
1: they didn't I click trust for me, so I've walked off. I walked away from them for a while. Uh,
3: maybe I I've been can't a fan, of Red, yeah, been yeah, a fan think... of Red Dwarf since far longer than I care to remember, and <laughs> yeah, the, the especially the do, they do still hit that the excellence of season three.
4: Mm.
3: That's that's the benchmark. Is it <laughs> as good as season three? Yeah, I um, I, I yeah. started
4: watching because my my uncle, um, he, he well is he a massive like British comedy fan. He 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 got me into Blackadder, got me into Forty Towers. I think I was about four years old when he must have been looking after me one day, and he put on a videotape of Red Dwarf, and I don't know why. I think I was just hooked on it straight away. You know, you're just seeing it. I think it was. I think it was just the whole. The whole sci-fi thing—it's just that was my mm. first taste of sci-fi, and <laughs> you know, I remember watching it, um, seeing an advert come up on BBC Two, and I said to parents, "I said I want like I'm like seven years old, so I want to watch this when you still, I want to watch this."
2: And they went,
4: "But that's uh, on at like half nine. That's on after your bedtime." It's like, uh, "No, I want to watch it though." <laughs> and, uh, so I'd obviously have it taped, and I'd watch it back over. <laughs> and when I go into school, saying like, "Oh, you know." watching Red Dwarf, and they go, "What? what's that? What's, what's Red Dwarf? And it was quite fun when I'd, I had a few friends around, and I was like, yeah, put the tape on. And apparently, um, a couple of the parents weren't happy by watching a <laughs> sitcom saying imagine. it wasn't appropriate for children. It's like, <laughs> it's, yeah. really, it's overly bad that I'd say in Red Dwarf. i say Red Dwarf's quite clean for the most part It's It's
1: mostly slapstick, really, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A greater extent. It's just occasionally they use Adult themes in places, yeah.
2: you know. Yeah, but even it's, then, it's pretty, yeah. it's pretty tame. Yeah. As you said, it's, it's, not, fair, it's, be, it's still got the motion down.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I
0: mean, sure, like, yeah, I am. I, my parents didn't really have any issues with me watching any of that stuff. Like, I remember watching Aliens and things, and the only reason mm. they might not want me is that you might be scared, but there was no, you can't watch this. It was like, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, the only time we got kicked out of the room was when there was any sort of gratuitous sex scenes and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it was well, more don't to do. You watch that with your
2: parents anyway, do you? Yeah, yeah saying, it's, it's
0: one of those awkward moments where your dad's like, same... out! <laughs> like, uh, in the same room as your
4: parents. parents, what's your basic instinct?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember but sort I of... Remember of uh... watching V, the original miniseries with my parents, including the infamous um, mouse scene, or rat scene, do you remember? Oh. So, you know there are there are definitely worse things
0: <laughs> <laughs> i just remember me and my brother because we used to do um my parents used to have like we used to have like a movie night and this is like back in the days ladies and gents when you had to rent videos and shit from like extra oh, God, vision yeah. and stuff so we go to like extra vision my dad would get sort of ice cream and um we we were allowed to pick sort of like a film me and my brother would always go for like one that had boobs in it or something like that just so we could you know well, oh yeah it's all about the guy the bar death stalker it's about a barbarian and he's fighting bad guys and stuff it's not like you know they're you know we're doing stuff but um like we watched that. it my dad would always pick an arnold schwarzenegger film so we went through all of arnie films like we had like uh like commando and uh and um uh oh god uh predator predator and um oh. Uh, what's not what, what's called um, Total Recall yeah Total Recall we all of them you know I, I can't believe this I forgot. I forgot I forgot all of his all of his films Conan the Barbarian yeah Conan we like we literally had one every week there was a, there was an Arnie an Arnie film but if there was any sex in it whatsoever he's just like out get <laughs> out and me and my brother <laughs> were like ah, oh. and they because they they'd, they'd close the curtains so we my, my dad would like force us to go out before <laughs> it was in so we'd run outside <laughs> and then sort of try and peek in through the through the curtains and see what was going on. <laughs> well, I started
3: I started watching the Marvel films with my two eldest, um, who are twelve and nine, and most of the like the obviously the shit and fuck uh, and piss are uh, probably now they're old enough to know. Yeah, I've heard those words. They know what they mean, but they know full well they don't say it in polite company around you know around friends or at school or at home. And then we we're watching 4 Ragnarok last night. Where there is the devil's anus, and I had to explain to Michael what the anus was. <laughs>
4: oh, the drinks! Oh, wow! He's
3: oh. like, yeah, okay. No way Ma'am,
0: is. what's yep. a German Scheiser movie?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Banker, we've not had that question yet.
0: Uh, oh
1: no, Mister Slivel, we can't do that. Whoever we clean up afterwards. <laughs> I had a Mister Slivel uh. puppet at one point. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah back
3: onto anime anyway
2: yeah i mean um and there's a lot of anuses in anime i can tell you that
3: oh you watch a dude tentacle uh, porn i've been
2: watching a, a one called sarazamai which is very weird but it is very uh, there is a lot of anuses in sarazamai lots of magic emerging from anuses is extremely strange quite good oh, yeah. <laughs> really i I'm one of those strange people
3: that likes... Um, that Unlike some anime, if it does, if it's not supernatural. Mm. Like Patlaba. I love the oh, Patlaba Pat stuff.
2: Oh, excellent, yeah. Have you ever seen Cowboy Bebop? I feel like you might enjoy that. Ooh, no, I haven't, ooh. actually. Oh, Cowboy oh, Bebop is an absolute watched. classic.
3: Is it? Okay.
2: I mean, it, I've and seen... And the can... dub is good. So if you can't have subtitles, dub is actually really good.
3: Okay. Just Where'd you get go? it from? Oh, is it,
2: I think it's on... Crunchyroll. It might even be on Netflix, actually. But okay,
4: um, I think I think Netflix has got the film, if I remember rightly.
5: Yeah.
4: Um, but watch the film first, and then watch the series afterwards.
2: It's superb. So good. It's one of. The, I mean, it was one of my first. It was the, not the first anime I ever watched, but it was the first anime that I ever watched and fell in love with, and that kind of to all other anime for me. So I would hundred. And it's it's very. It's sci-fi, but it's also it's like a sci-fi western, I guess is the best yeah. way to describe it. With yeah. well, the dash of yeah. gangsters, very, very good. Strongly recommend. Yeah. the Pat Labore is very, very good too.
3: Yeah. What I liked was, like about was they gave a very realistic portrayal of these yeah. mechs. They're not leaping around; it's kind of very slow, purposeful movement, as you'd expect for something so big. That's why I like the um, Jagers in Pacific Rim, because they have a very yes. kind of equal, you know, there's a heft and yeah. weight to them. Yeah. But then I didn't like Uprising because I like, know they're sleeping round a bit too much for my physics mind. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, what anime would you recommend in general? Me? Yes.
2: It would depend very much on what people enjoy. So Cowboy Bebop is one of my all-time favourites, but the, the director of Cowboy Bebop, Shinichiro Watanabe, you can't really go wrong with anything he's made. He, he deals in different genre every time so you've got Cowboy Bebop was the first one which is like a space western he followed that up with Samurai Champloo which is, so it's set during Edo era Japan Oh, historical pop and contemporary kind of graffiti culture and stuff like that with it so it's telling a, an Edo era story but with hip hop aesthetics which is really really good okay. then he followed that up with, what came after that then Space Space Dandy which is just sort of zany, weird things happening in space and every single episode is like a self-contained story so they can die in an episode and they'll come back in the next one. And that's just bonkers. Mm-hmm. Then uh Terran Resonance, which is kind of a contemporary... Th-
0: no, I think we've got a froze out. Right? Oh, oh, we're back. It, no, we? it keeps happening. You're back. Um, <laughs> Sorry, you're going to have to say we, you, we zoned out for the last bit. You were talking about uh, terror or something?
2: Ter- oh, Terror in Resonance. Yeah, it's kind of a thriller. But it's kind of got a bit, a bit of cyberpunk, a bit of crime. Have I gone again? Ooh.
0: No, you're back now. No, <laughs> I'm back. I'm <laughs> uh, and it's
2: influenced by the music of Sigaroz, just to have something completely different. And the most recent one, Carolyn Tuesday, is totally different and it's based on music. It's set on Mars, but it's based on kind of like, like music talent shows. It's kind of okay. a deconstruction of those. So he does something different every single time. But every single time he hits it out of the park. So I, quite, I would definitely say look to Shinichiro Watanabe as a director.
0: I quite like the Giver stuff, because um, it was just sort of messy, uh, you know, gory. And, um, you know, have you ever seen the, the, the film or anything, the Giver film?
2: No, I haven't.
0: Or uh, the Giver... I don't know. I'm sure, it's just, it's, sure, it's Giver. It's basically like the, he's... I'm, I'm going to have to Google this now. Uh, Giver... Giver... And yeah, G U V E R, the the bio boost. Oh Yeah, it's called Gyver. G-U-Y-V-E-R.
1: Whatever. Yeah. yeah, I've seen those.
0: Yeah, I and it's it's it's, it's pretty it's pretty great. it's pretty bloody and stuff. Uh, and they, to be honest, they, they, armor they, and stuff. Yeah, there's a, they made a film out of it, and um, it, it's pretty bloody as well. But I quite like that. I quite like the Giver
2: stuff. The other one I'd recommend is Psychopass, which is a near future kind of cyberpunk Look, it's kind of crime it's kind of tech noir Ooh. um it's very minority report-esque as well in a lot of ways it's just and it's just it. it's very critical of things like particularly from a perspective of japan because it's set in japan it's critical of japanese isolationism but also things like the way that we judge mental health it's set in a near future where basically we can comp- people predict criminality based on your mental health and your mental status and Predictably, it all goes to shit because it's a terrible way of predicting criminality. Mm. Um, it's very, very good. And it has a lot to say about the way dir- uh, the direction society is, could be heading in. It's well, still plausible yeah. as well, which is worrying. <laughs>
3: yeah. Well, we are, we are already doing that kind of mm. like. Uh, I know there's a few police forces in the UK that are trialing mm. um, behavioural aneuristics yeah. in mapping out the likelihood of someone reoffending.
5: Mm-hmm. Mm.
3: And it's just like, and they kind of, they're going by purely <laughs> on their police record data, not kind of going by psychological. Well, these people have done these crimes. How likely are they to escalate into more mm-hmm. physically like, violent crimes? But it's still a bit just like the lib- libertarians me going, nope.
2: <laughs> yeah, the problem that psychopaths presents is that there is no... There is no reliable way of measuring it. So in the very first episode, you get a situation where a woman is being assaulted. And obviously the man that's doing the assaulting captured under this, but then the problem is she gets captured under it as well, because the trauma that she's undergoing at that time spikes her mental health. You know, she she gives mental health distress signals, but there's no discrimination because the algorithm is set to review a certain frame of mind as being criminal. She gets caught up in that. So it, and then you get another situation where there's a character who's diagnosed, you know, diagnosed as criminal at five years old and has never been free. And then you get a lot of these kind of situations mm. that are very critical of, you know, we're very quick to label people certain things, but we're not interested in actually why a person is like that or how they can be helped mm. or how society has created that situation. We're not interested in that. We're just interested in shoving them away and making sure they're not a problem. Yeah. So well, it's I- really, you know, from that perspective, it's really interesting.
0: That's quite interesting, actually. Yeah.
2: yeah. Have um, you watched
3: any of the? um I might just come blank? That one about the the giants attacking that attack, right. on, Titan. attack on Titan.
5: Yeah. yeah. Attack on Titan, Have you
3: watched any, Is that any good? I mean, I've I watched the first season, and what I love the premise, but it feels really stretched.
5: <laughs> the, the,
4: <laughs> with Attack on Titan, when they um when they done that first season, obviously it was it was more hype. Than substance i think they mm. they obviously had to make this show to make the point that yes we can adapt it but season two onwards is just a roller coaster okay. of an event <laughs> and um joe you know even though i've watched them all on crunchy run i watched them all on the japanese dub i then still bought them on blu-ray to watch them all over again in high definition because i was like joe you know what this is just such a good show and it's the It's the idea that I think originally it started off very over the top. Giant, giant, giant monsters. You know, you're in this walled society. But then you kind of have themes that are very relevant now, you know, sort of like being sectioned off from the rest of the world. You know, you've got people looking over at you and you've got you've got these threats that do come and they feel like everything's being taken away from you. But, you know, instead of it being a virus, it's 50 foot tall monsters that just want to <laughs> eat you. So it's a, you know, there is a, but um, no, Attack on Titan is, is fantastic.
2: It's but there's another. Of... Sorry, go ahead.
4: No, no, I, I, I was just going to say, um, after Attack on Titan, if you do want to watch something that's very different, um, anime that I've watched about three times over, um, it's called Elfin Lead. Ah, uh, say... yeah, yeah. Tell you what, just the first episode of that show. All right, tell you what, if you can stomach that first episode, you can get through anything because it is one of the goriest yeah. things you will ever see in your life. It's one of them shows that after you have watched it, you go, "I'm, I'm, I'm all right now. I don't think <laughs> I can. Get through. I don't think I will ever be traumatized by anything again," because it's one of them ones that literally you've just got like heads being blown up, you've got body pieces being ripped apart, and just. Just you know, you think like you see that elevator scene in The Shining. You think that's a lot of blood. Yeah, that's nothing. This yeah. is like, this yeah. is like next
3: yeah. level. So, so, so what are you going to say, um, Laura?
2: Oh no, I was just going to say the thing with that uh, with Attack on Titan, uh, just to say what, what you were saying. It's um, it's very anti. It's very critical of war, and it's very critical of nationalism as well. There's a lot of these themes because the author. It, it, it's a bit a bit of controversy because the author has said a few things about um. Uh, World War II and Japan's involvement in Korea which have been a bit uh, you know, not so good Yeah, they don't like talking but, about that, do they? No, no, and he's of the ilk that well, from, from some of the comments he's made anyway, it's difficult to kind of tell in context, but what I will say that it is very critical of the idea of kind of blind uh, allegiance and propaganda and you know, it's very cognizant of how much war sucks and yeah, that yeah. is, I think, quite—it's quite a well-expressed theme because they were child soldiers in this anime. Yeah. And as you say, in the first series, you don't really get that sense because it's all bombastic and oh, these giants, and, oh, this is. But as you get into it more and more, the kind of the the trauma of being a child soldier in this environment is expressed much better, I think.
5: Mm.
4: It's it's when you start getting that that history as well, especially early part of season three. You start learning about mm. the like the, you know, the royal family that basically put this together. And then you start hearing about all these allegiances that are outside of the walls who are basically controlling everything Mm -hmm. that's going on. And without giving too much away, seriously, you have to just sit through it. You have to go through it. And each episode from season two, episode one onwards, you feel like you're learning something. You're getting an extra piece of that puzzle, Mm -hmm. which is slowly fitting into place. And by, by the end of season three, it has such a massive tonal shift, and you just like, mm-hmm. hang on, why have we gone from here to here? But then you kind of think back the last three or four episodes beforehand, you go, actually, I can see now why we've gone to this path. And going into season four, because there's only been a handful of episodes so far of it, it's, it's insane. It is, it, is just, it is just arguably one of the best shows to have come out of Japan this millennium mm. you know that's that's just it it's it's something that i think it's grown beyond the initial fan base the initial fame and the, and the hype and it's now become something that it's it's basically event tv almost it's something yeah. you have to see to believe
2: there is a, isn't there it's definitely there's a good reason for it i think
1: yeah but yeah. when um. you're talking about pacific rim Matt, are you looking forward to the, the um the uh Oh, anime, anime, Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo Black. That, that actually looks really
0: interesting, good. Interesting, doesn't it? Yeah, it does look good. The, 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 the whole kaiju. Because I I love like there's a film me and my brother used to watch when we were kids called Robot Jocks, which is effectively. Oh, you know, that was awesome. That, yeah.
1: was more, that was that was one of the last big stop motion ones, wasn't it? Yeah.
0: You love 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 Robot Jocks. So when Pacific Rim came out, I was like, yeah, I, I'm all for I'm all for that sort of thing. But um, uh. Yeah,
1: it yeah. was um, something I discovered through the video rental. Yeah. God yeah. knows like, how many times I watched that over, the, over a couple of days, for about two or three years. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
3: yeah. God. Well, we've been talking about anime and wrestling for about the past hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you also do something else, don't you, Laura? Sorry? You also do something else besides uh, talking about uh, wrestling and uh, anime.
2: Let's go ahead. Let's do whatever you want.
3: Oh, some of your books. should we talk
2: about your work? Oh, do we have
0: to? (laughs) I suppose we should really, you know. Other than that, we're going to talk about The Expanse and how awesome it is. Oh,
4: oh, oh, yes.
0: I've just finished finished season five, and I'm just like, oh my God, (laughs) that's the best thing that's hit TV in so long. I'm going to have
1: to restart that again because I watched the first season or two a while back and got distracted. And there's no way in hell I can just go in at the end of the season. Yeah. i have to start all we over it. to, Yeah, it's yeah.
0: a lot
3: it's, of plot.
1: Yeah, it's
0: so, <laughs> so good. Like, I'm I'm gutted it. Well, to be honest, I'm glad that I got to watch it now and I could watch five seasons in a row and jump Yeah, go. there is that, I think. Yeah, it's like, and, and it's like, because people would always tell me, but I think it was because it was on sci-fi, and I was just like, ah, oh, sci-fi stuff's generally a bit naff, so I'll not bother <laughs> with it. And then... I, you know, I, I started watching that thing because obviously you guys had mentioned that, people, a few guys in WhatsApp groups had mentioned that, I was like, all right, I'll give it a go. And I was hooked from the very start. And the <laughs> bits and pieces that really I love is, like, the ships seem to fly backwards parts yeah. and stuff, and it's because there's no friction in space, and therefore they have no. to use the, the boosters to the break. Yeah. yeah. And stuff like that, yeah. it's just like, yeah. you know, I love it. Conservation just... of momentum. Yeah.
3: yeah. Also, watch how they pour water, and watch how the water um, flows.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, it's, it's the, it's the um, battle scenes where you see the slugs zip through the, the ships. There's no sm- magical space shields or anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's just a soul. Yeah, and, and there's
3: armor plating, really thick armor plating. And, then, and it's like...
1: Unfortunately isaac newton says
3: (laughs) yeah Yeah, and i mean probably uh, during the four season episodes in season one cqb which is probably the most realistic portrayal of the space battle
1: with the with with the space relation and the the inertia and also debris
3: fields yeah it's just like yeah that is and that's how you would do it was not just giant ships zooming past each other it is like small attack craft And then, you know, changing weaponry from uh, torpedoes to um, gatling guns to basically shotguns mounted on spaceships to kind of take out the incoming missiles.
1: Because it reminds me of, I I do, I read a lot of techno thriller stuff as well and military stuff. And I was reading a bit the other day about um, like the A-10 and Apaches and like gunships and stuff. And they actually train um, to use hills and, and terrain features and low speed as part of their tactics against jet fighters and things in order to defend themselves they're actually trained to run with um, with a10s they find hilly territory and they set up like a wagon wheel and the idea is that whoever's got their nose pointed can pick their can pop up and fire the gun or fire a, or fire a missile and the gunships are trained to do the same thing they're trained to fu- to run figure eights around mountain peaks in mountains terrain because the other the, the opposition either has to play hide and seek at low speed or you get to hide and pick the point at which you shoot and it's the same sort of thing which if you watch that that they move around and the trick is to try and out try and catch the other person out and jump out of the way and pick the right weapon and that's the thing that i liked about it was it felt like they were thinking about it properly it wasn't just we will make up a weapon that can fix this for us it was what do we have and what can we take
0: yeah. And it, yeah. it's just the ca- characters-wise, like I said to Pete about it and stuff, but it's like an RPG. It's like you've got this sort of like, starts off with this group of misfits who don't trust each other, don't really like each other. <laughs> and they sort of kind of mold and you've got this sort of like, they've all got like hero complexes, but they sort of kind of realize that, you know, they're, you know, small cogs in a, in a big machine and they, they, they sort of kind of click together and all kinds of stuff's coming on and they develop, there's character development, mm-hmm. but, you know, some of them are, you know it's just like uh, what's his name uh Amos he's awesome Amos, yeah, what, yeah, he's, such oh, yeah. A, he's such a good character like cuz he's just like he's a cold-blooded killer but he's got like you know a bit of an edge but he
3: knows but he knows he's a cold-blooded yeah, killer yeah and it's just sort and, of yeah he kind of relies on the other characters to be his moral compass
0: Yeah, <laughs> there's a bit in it, and I think it's hilarious i think it's in season 4 or something and he's like he's he's he's, he's sort of uh they're on the planet, he's, he's basically having sex with this sort of security woman and he's like she's obviously on an opposite sort of side to him and uh, he uh, basically, something happens and uh, shit goes down and she comes up to him and says oh you can't do that and stuff and she says so does this mean we're not fucking anymore? <laughs> I mean it's just I've only seen like... the
1: first two seasons, I remember the one with the with the kids and the doctor where yeah. they, they where. The the where the dad walks away, he tells him to walk away and the door closes and he says, The bad news is you're locked in a room with me now. And yeah. I'm not him. Oh yeah, that was, <laughs> that, think, was
3: that was thing like, so. Uh, good. Yeah. Basically, the dad was basically saying, like, no, right, I'm gonna kill you. And West, Amos just goes, That's not you, you're not nice. you're not, you're not that kind of guy. And then turns to the black guy and goes, I am that kind of guy.
5: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I
3: think one of the most iconic scenes for me was in season three, where at the very end. Amos, the cold-blooded killer, is looking after the kids mm. because he's got his medal, he's got to protect these innocent children because he doesn't want to happen to them what's happened to him. Yeah. Don't think, and don't think he's me. basically like looking at like, pouring them all like you know, cereal, giving them some milk, and he's watching the t- the monitor and sitting with the kids. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Completely unbothered the fact that there's children there, but just like that's yeah, what he
0: does. There's just there's a lot of layers to it. It doesn't seem yeah. to be getting stale. Like I, some, like, one of my mates said that, oh, season four and five aren't, you know, they're a bit slower not as good. But it's just, it's not that. It's just they do a diff, they do something different to sort of break yeah. it up a bit. Telling different stories. Yeah, it's more yeah. like, it's not about, they're not on the Russell, aren't they? They're, in, they're on planets. They're all sort of like, it's a, you yeah. know, it's different stuff's happening. Well, and It's, yeah, the, it's the same
1: it. reason that so many people have issues with different Star Trek series. It's because... They, they, it's the old joke, isn't it? You wanted something different. We gave you something different. Now you're complaining. Yeah. Yeah, but something different, but the same.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's they boring. do it well in in um, yeah. the expanses,
3: sort of like yeah, it, because they do continue to you know, move the plot forward. Yeah. Isn't it? And like it's all about like the proto molecule, the impact it has, and like the it, things happen and then there's consequences for what happens, and then exploring the consequences. And in so doing, more consequences, more consequences happens. So there's basically a cascading avalanche of um stories to explore
0: well that's it and even my missus who is not a nerd in any way shape or form and and, you know she's like she got proper she started off doing the whole i'm on my phone i'm not interested to like going oh my god i can't believe it and when she gets like she when she gets she's amazing because like she gets into something she starts to get stressed out and she starts walking around the room and sort of kind of going oh my god things like proper stressed out it's hilarious to watch man because she's just like she's so into it she's like if somebody's gonna die she's like oh my god wandering around the room uh so yeah so awesome really love it like really just sci-fi wise i don't think i've seen anything as good in a Hmm. long time you know it's just yeah
4: i like a show like that i like something that you feel attached to and you almost feel like you can't pull yourself away from and if it does feel like it's almost personally affected you you know that the show has done something right. Yeah, it's oh done God, something yeah, to yeah, really definitely. to really hook you. I think the last time I felt that, um, Fine that was watching Better Call Saul, and you know that's one of them shows that originally I I almost wrote it off because I love Breaking Bad, and I thought this is just going to be a poor imitation of a of a show. It's going to try and be what it was before. But it hasn't. It's been its own show. It's been phenomenal, and it's just just how well it's grown and. I don't know if you guys do. You guys watch Better Call Saul? Or do you?
0: I watched some of oh. it. I, I watched Breaking Bad, but I, and I watched on and off Bre- Better um, Call Saul. Uh, I, yeah. I, I haven't got into it yet, but it's you know I did enjoy uh, Breaking Bad. So
4: yeah, I I mean the thing is the first it's like a lot of shows. The first season is very much yeah, you know, it gets all its teething problems out of the way. It's trying to set its tone. After that, it's just a fantastic show and one of the best characters in it is Kim Wexer, who's an original character to Better Call so never, never been in Breaking Bad. And she's this one that's been like, she's been like the heart of the show. No matter, all these characters that have got this, like, very, like, very moral grey area, you know, you can't tell whether their intentions are good or bad. She's always that one that you know is the right person to go with if anything happens. Mm. And then in season five, all of a sudden, her character just, just changes. And, it, and I just went, holy fuck, when did that happen? And it's like, it's like this character who you always thought was the moral centre of everything, this one person who you could trust. And all of a sudden, it's like, I don't know if you can anymore. This is, this is frightening. And because where they still haven't, they haven't announced when the last season's going to be out, my it's going to be sort of like end of the year. I, I'm just begging now that they can actually do justice to what they've set up because they're putting together what could possibly be a better finale than Breaking Bad and that was one of my all-time favourite shows and just that final episode is still one of my all-time favourites. If they can top that, I don't (laughs) think you can have a show that could be much better.
0: The guy looks, we've got on the podcast next week, who's uh, a he's a prop maker uh, and a sort of like a prop historian type guy uh, called Mike. Uh, he looks like uh, Walter White, like literally he's, he's <laughs> literally is Walter White. I am the one who knocks. Another show uh, that, you know, mentioned on this very podcast and I went and I thought, oh, okay, I'll give it a go was Upload. Was yeah, it? yeah. And it's only one season, but I, I really enjoyed that. I think it's a really good premise. it's It's funny, but it's sort of got a good edge to it and stuff. yeah,
3: my, my only complaint was that the final episode, well, for the entire season, it had been a comedy with like underlying mystery. The final episode, it went to, to a mystery with an underlying comedy elements, which felt like a massive tunnel shift mm. from what they'd established.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see. I saw I saw a thing on on Twitter. You know, obviously they started filming the second season and stuff. So mm. fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. But so
3: a lot What do you recommend, find, uh, Laura?
2: TV. Yeah, I have to admit, I don't watch a lot of TV to be honest. <laughs> uh, I'm, yeah, mainly I've anime and watch wrestling. <laughs> apart from anime, and wrestling. <laughs> apart from anime and wrestling. Um, what have I watched recently that I've enjoyed? you know what, it's been a long time since I actually watched TV it's terrible, my husband's always having a go at me because he's got all these things queued on Netflix we so <laughs> we're to watch it, we never get around to watching it so he are ends you, up watching
4: Are the you kind in the kind of morning. person, do you watch do you watch shows together at the same time and we you're like, you try, know, you won't go forward unless you're both watching
2: it. Mm, we try to we've got different tastes, like, like he he really likes The Expanse and I'm not as into hard sci-fi as he is. Yeah. So He's watched The Expanse and, oh what the other ones he's other, a few other shows that are very similar to, in tone to that really enjoyed. Uh but yeah it, it used to be like that. It used to be like oh you know we we'll have to watch it together and now it's like he gets tired because I won't I won't watch it. So he's like, I'm just going to go watch it without you. Uh, which is totally fine. I don't know it takes a lot for me to really get into a TV show. Have like, you watched One Have
1: you been watching One No, on, on, I'm not on Disney really,
2: plus. I've been kind of put off by cuz I don't really like Marvel universe stuff. Oh wow. Honestly. wow, that's uh, that's a uh... I know I know. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, just not, it's just not my thing it's, it's not, not that it's bad it's just not my thing
4: yeah. no, nothing, nothing. You, you say that, that's what my girlfriend says as well, but then anything that's comic book based, anything like that she just says, no it's a cartoon it's so, <laughs> like,
2: what, what do you mean <laughs> it's a cartoon? <laughs> well it's boring, it's rubbish I do rubbish. like some comic book stuff, <laughs> like, I like, yeah. I love X-Men I, okay. I grew up watching x you know the original animated series I've yeah. got oh, yes. X-Men and I like uh, Con- Constantine, Hellblazer. I love that, and I'm oh, still yeah, I love a great adaptation of that. I was just about was to say
4: about X Men. Like, it's right next to me as well. Yes, I've rewatched this DVD so many times. I don't even know if the disc. But what was next to it? I've got Pushing Daisies.
2: the DVD
4: collection is very weird. If I've got to be honest.
2: I do. There are, you know, I, it's not that I don't get into TV shows. I do like I, Hannibal is one of the best TV shows ever made, in my opinion. It doesn't need another series. I know everyone wants, a series, but I don't think it needs another series. I think it ended exactly where it needed to end. That's my have feeling you, on that.
1: Have you seen Alice in Borderlands on Netflix?
2: No, but that is on my list. Very if, long that i've not got to and may never get to but i've heard it's really really good
0: if you, if you like a good uh a good costume drama the bridgertons <laughs> is is actually quite good uh, I, I, I do like a costume Bridgerton, drama. yeah yeah it's really good and we we went from that because when missus uh i was like i need to watch you know we've done all this sort of kind of fighty sci-fi stuff we need something that maybe is a bit more sort of like that I was like oh she might like that, you know, my mum was talking about Bridgerton, so I was like, go on for that. And it's like, yeah, yeah, it's 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 really good. And then we went from that back into Downton Abbey, so we went through Downton Abbey. She she loved that. She was crying her eyes out throughout it and stuff.
1: <laughs> loved it. Uh, I got about half of Bridgerton in pieces because my other half was binging it over Christmas. So I'd go past or I'd be sitting there eating and I'd get bits of it and she got upset because I could keep track of what was going on without, without actually watching all of it. <laughs>
0: Do you know what's also could good? Night, shirt, Nightfall? Uh, Nightfall? It's a shame. It's only two series, um, you know, but it's got Mark Hamill in the second series and stuff. And it, okay. you know, it's a shame because it, it, it was really good. And you could tell they knew it was getting cancelled because the ending's a bit sort of like, we're going to do this. And then suddenly something happens and you're just like, all oh, right, okay, so that is definitely the end of this series then but it's really good and it's got loads of the characters from Downton Abbey and we'd literally just watched Downton Abbey and then all of them are in this series and ghost is just going oh right okay so it's just an, a, you know a more bloody version of Downton Abbey <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: have line... See, I could be into a bloody version of Downton Abbey that sounds fun <laughs> But
0: also there's Space Sweepers that's just been pushed up on Netflix that's on my to watch list oh, Yeah, yeah somebody was talking about that yeah. recently um, It's weird though because because I I I don't know what it is. People keep on going, you need to watch this, you need to watch this. And as soon as somebody goes, you need to watch that. I'm like, nah.
2: Yeah, I'm the same. <laughs> I'm just like and nah. The same.
1: That explains my my singular refusal to still having watched watched or read anything Harry Potter.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, it's like <laughs> I you know, I've 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 watched Harry I've never watched a Harry Potter film voluntarily. It's always either just been on and I've just sort of it's it, I've you know I've had to sort of kind of watch it because everybody else was watching it and stuff. Oh, um, I can tell you what happens. I can yeah. tell you about the
1: characters, but I've never actually You're watched the film. Harry. Yeah, well, it's not I
0: know. For me it's a second-rate Lord of the Rings and you know it's just sort of <laughs> you know doesn't really sort of you know oh, right.
1: so getting letter bombs Second-rate
0: Lord of the Rings. <laughs> but um yeah, it's just, you know, I just need to do it with books as well. Like, I remember yeah. somebody telling me about Game of Thrones ages ago, and like, <laughs> I was just like, nah, you know, I've done Lord of the Rings, uh, I've got my sharp novels, and then I've got my history books, which I like, so I don't deviate very far from, like, things like that. And then they start the talking they about Well, tell you you have to, yeah. And then I'm just like, nah, I will bother. And then the only reason I started was because my sister had started it, and um, they were filming the series in my backyard effectively
5: oh, of course, yeah. yeah they were
0: filming it basically in 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 the forest where my parents houses they were like in the field across the way they were filming it there's things there's scenes in the in the first seri- series and some in the second actually were you can see where oh, we used to play there we used to sort of kind of do that <laughs> and stuff but um yeah, I said, all right, I'll give it a go. And it was because Sean Bean was in it as well. So it's like, ah, oh, I do like Sean. I do like Sean <laughs> well, Bean. very
3: briefly, he did yeah, it. <laughs> I, do, I do
0: like Sean Bean, so I'll give that a whirl. And then I was like, oh, my God, this is fucking Ooh. awesome. And I, like, That's binged it. Right. Into, oh. oh, no way. There you this go. It's oh, He's
2: He's sensed a camera, so he wants oh, to join in. yeah. Lilu. yeah. Lilu, yes.
3: As in <laughs> Fifth Element.
2: As in <laughs> Fifth Element.
3: Excellent taste.
1: Where's his multipass?
2: He's no, the, but, oh, he's over there with his chicken. His chicken good, isn't it, baby? You've also got
0: um <laughs> another, another Sean Bean sort of steampunk slash sort of feature. Like yeah, it's it's pretty good. I'm on uh, season two, and it's doing it episode by episode, and yeah, it, it's it's really good. And I didn't I didn't realize that Jennifer Connolly is um is the wife of um English actor who plays Vision
4: yes yeah. paul bettany ben, paul
0: bettany yeah this, which is how yeah. she got
4: to be the voice yeah. of spidey Street. yeah basically yeah, yeah. he said oh. to her do you wanna do you fancy doing something a really like easy gig um, yeah, yeah. yeah they a really easy gig they're paying lots of money for the, it the money yeah the money's the money's good and it's only a few hours a day <laughs> <And> she
0: plays <laughs> yeah. she plays yeah the uh what's the name of the the, the ai she plays
1: I can't remember the name, but
0: yeah. Uh, do you
4: know what? Was it, it wasn't Karen, was it? No, that, no, no, no. It's like, it's like, no. it's like oh, summer
0: or that. Wednesday or, or, or something along the Is it Friday? Friday. It's Friday. yeah, yeah Friday. Friday, yeah, Friday. And so it's made, so both husband and wife have been an AI in the, in the Marvel universe. So it's just like, that's really good. And I watched the video. Um, and it's really, it's quite sweet because he, they're asking, um, the actress who plays, I'm horrible with names, actress who plays, um, Scarlet Witch and, Elizabeth uh, Olson. yeah, Elizabeth Olsen <laughs> and, uh, uh, Bettany about, you know, who was your first sort of, uh, TV crush. And he says, uh, Jennifer Connelly in Labyrinth and obviously they're married. And he says like, my first crush mm-hmm. was her and oh, she's absolutely. married <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, then uh,
4: that was, um, Jason Momoa said the same thing as well, didn't he? About um, when he was younger, his first crush was—well, um, he's now wife. Yeah, so that was uh, quite a story.
5: Who's, yeah.
0: <laughs> Who's Momoa? He's
4: married to um, the one from the Cosby Show. What? Oh. So Lisa Bonet?
0: Yeah, Ah, oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Okay.
4: Because um, because obviously she was originally in a relationship with Lenny Kravitz, but uh, <laughs> apparently Jason Momoa used to watch her on tv and apparently he said to his mum one day i want to marry her And then <laughs> yeah.
1: that must have been a fun a fun groom speech at the wedding <laughs> well,
4: um, yeah, can you imagine though if lenny kravitz was invited to it as well uh, and just goes uh, yeah yeah um your your former wife is now my wife um but we can
1: be buds, can't we? We can be friends.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you're not going to mess with Jason Momoa, though. He's, he's built like a oh, tank.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. he's well, my friend stood behind him with a bit of card saying, Achievement unlocked. Yeah. <laughs> 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 built like a tank. Oh, oh, yeah. But you're saying about, like, we were saying about, like, ignoring stuff because everyone says you have to watch it. Everyone used to say that you have to watch Gotham, for example. And I, yeah. I didn't really clicked for me. And then I, like, binged it in like two, in, like, a month flat about... About twelve months ago, I really enjoyed it. But I think part of the reason I enjoyed it was so I could just drive through the whole thing.
2: Yeah, mm. yeah. You don't necessarily I mean, have to have everyone's opinion on it as well. I think for me, it's the hype, you know, and everyone talking about it. And sometimes I just need to have the time to process it myself. Yeah. Without everyone it, around me talking about
1: you, it say, with Netflix and everything else, where yeah. it'll just pop up. So, yeah. Have you thought about it? you're like actually, no one's bitched at me about that for ages. It might <laughs> yeah. <be nice."> <laughs> <laughs> but well, um, I love
4: when you get some very random ones as well, like. I was um, re-watching Dexter on Netflix, and when that finished, it went, um, yes, do you want to now watch Downton Abbey? That's, mm. con- that's um,
1: confusing, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah um, do
0: you um, know what? Downton Abbey is good. It is really good. I, I, you know, I I'd, I didn't think I'd like it. It was, again, my one of my exes was like, Let's watch this. And I was like, "No way, am I watching this? It's gonna be, it's gonna be horrible." And then I got into one episode. I went, "Okay, I'm hooked now," and I just sort of, kind of watched it through. And I used to watch it with my mother at Christmas and things when the Christmas episode was coming on, and yeah, just all it really good. It, it, it,
5: uh, sort
0: of we of we, the, we even watched it? the film. We got we watched we went through the series and then yeah. bought the film and watched it. Oh, we caught that. The, we caught that at the cinema because the other half
1: was into it and her mom was, was and film? her dad was sat there just taking the piss, but he still watched it. <laughs> But, you know, yeah, that, that whole recommendation things, thing yeah. was how I ended up watching Have You Seen The Toys That Made Us on Netflix? Oh, yeah, yeah. so yeah, good. Yeah yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, for some reason, it had gone straight past me, and it came up and said, have you considered watching? I was like, what's that? Well, that was a day wasted then. <laughs> 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 like, sort of 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's 5 o'clock, and the other half's giving me grief.
0: <laughs> You're going to have to one excuse one, me two. for one minute. My My cat has decided, because my dog... Is is a bit of an asshole sometimes, and he lies at the bottom of the stairs so the cat can't get can't get down. So the cat's not at the top of the stairs going
3: meow meow meow, and the Go dog's lying Jeffrey. down there
0: going ha, 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 you're not getting anywhere. <laughs> so you just talk amongst yourself. You we'll right back.
4: Okay. I was I was just going to say that on um, Disney Plus there was a documentary series that came out about all the old Marvel properties and um oh, I the history of something. them. And um, the first episode was about the Japanese Spider Man. My God, <laughs> I love. Japanese Spider-Man. And I have never seen no Japanese Spider-Man, man. Spider-Man but I'm a friend
2: intrigued. of
4: mine had the a friend of mine had the videotapes of it, and basically it was the precursor to a lot of the Power Rangers stuff that we yeah. didn't get to see, because this was like one of the first shows that actually had like a well the equivalent of a Megazord, basically. Yeah. But you know, yeah. what does Spider-Man do? You know? Yeah. Oh, he's actually um he's actually been given his powers by an alien. He's given a robotic suit to fight the the
5: forces <laughs> of evil. <laughs> yeah. He's back. And, you couldn't have had
4: a looser adaptation of a okay. Marvel property if you tried. But <laughs> I, I watched every episode. Me and my friend, we watched every episode. And, you know, bear in mind, it was um, only, I think it was, like only like the first couple of takes actually had um, the English subtitles. And all oh the rest God. of them had a very bad dub on them. And oh. uh, yeah, the English dub, it, remember this was like it's 1978, 1979. You could tell the effort just wasn't there. Yeah, so it's like, uh, <laughs> I'm here, the emissary of death, Spider-Man.
3: It's like, well, oh, this is this is <laughs> god awful. Um, so, please, um, uh, Jeffrey Spider-Man, how what do you think of the new um, Godzilla films coming out, and uh, Godzilla vs Kong? What's your take on all, all, on all this? It's going to be so generic, isn't it? Is, what, do going... think, what do
2: you think uh, Laura? Uh, uh, oh Godzilla I think I I the further Godzilla gets to the west the more is lost I think with Godzilla yeah. I think it has to be a japanese property because it is such a japanese idea I mean like the whole like genesis of Godzilla was born out of nuclear anxiety wasn't it that was the whole point it was a post-hiroshima kind of expression of yeah. of national trauma so when you try and westernize Godzilla it just doesn't work like, I don't think I've ever seen a recent Godzilla property that I've actually thought was any good, to be honest. But yeah. I don't know, it might be. It might be good. I'll reserve judgment until I've so, seen it. But I mean could be go- good. Uh, Godzilla seems to inter- think- I was just saying, I think Pacific Rim is the best Godzilla that I've seen, <laughs> it's not even Godzilla, you know. Did
1: the uh, Japanese license the 2014 Godzilla just so they could feature him in the Godzilla versus Kong thing and have him get the crap kicked out of him in like, the first <laughs> minute of the trailer or something? Or they they ran a promo where yeah, the new Godzilla just movie. stepped on him, basically.
0: Thing is, though, it's going to uh, be with Godzilla versus Kong is going to be like Batman versus Superman. It's going to be them knocking Jeff the Jeff top. This. Sh- Say it again yeah they had a mother called Martha yeah so they're yeah. you're, you're gonna have the two of them knocking the shit out of each other to start off with then there's going to be a common foe and then you know there are, it's going to be oh it's okay you know everything's fine yeah. they were just sort of trying to save us it's you know obvious. how the
2: story's going to go already yeah, and yeah. I, I'll,
0: I'll look forward to i'll watch it but you know it, it, you know
1: story by committee yeah
0: mm. okay. Yeah, I mean, like Godzilla kind of started out as like, you
3: know, nuclear anxiety, but it seems like as it's become moved over to the West, or rather I should say, as had Western interpretations, it seems to become more of a kind of a a protector of Gaia and a protector of Earth against global warming. And it just seems a bit, uh, really?
2: It doesn't work, does it? I think it's the problem. I think the problem is when you take something that is very, like, uniquely Japanese, like Kaiju, and you try and... Adapt it to a Western mindset. You lose something, you have to try and keep it as close to what it was as possible I think that is what Pacific Rim actually did well. Yeah. Was that Pacific Rim didn't try and westernise the kaiju. It it went it went it it just rolled with the idea. Yeah. And it worked.
1: Yeah. It just said what you know, what 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 are they supposed to be doing normally? Kicking the crap out of cities and destroying things. So what's the most overblown way you can think of to try and fight back at them? Well, the Japanese already do that, with giant robots. Cool. Right, who can we find to plug into the robots? Yeah,
2: we don't need to try and find a way to make this palatable to a Western audience. We're just going to go with what he, you know, the, the original idea, and you know that's why it worked. Uh, yeah, you're right. Godzilla is. Yeah, I, I don't like when they try and put some kind of. U- ulterior logic behind it. It's just it, let it be what it is. Mm. <laughs> you don't need to make it Captain Planet reason for it. Oh,
0: oh Captain oh, Planet! Oh, wow. I just realized,
3: <laughs> Yes, thank you. Just ruin the Godzilla film for me.
0: Oh God. Godzilla
3: is Captain Planet. I remember yeah. having an that argument. Five little kids going hot.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh man, God. I had I had an argument with my brother. And I was just like, it's earth, fire, water, wind, and water. And my brother says, yeah, and heart. And I was like, is there fucking guy called heart in it? And it's just like, yeah, there's a guy called, you know, there's a one with heart. And then I watched. Them, I went, "Oh my god, there is!" I must have blocked them out. It's was oh, just wow. like the most ridiculous <laughs> thing.
2: What was the cool power? No one even knew what it did. It's just that Hart was like Hart was the ass pull power. When you needed someone to kind of pull something out their ass to save the day, that was what Hart did. Yeah, it didn't do anything. It's like it it's like it like just, like yeah, Meg's it's
0: fingernails power. in that episode of Family Guy where <laughs> they all get superpowers and she just gets slightly longer nails. Yeah, that was Hart. <laughs> 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 uh, well i'm just trying to think of other pretty lame superpowers and stuff what's the uh a jubilee with the fireworks
4: yes you know and um, what does she do in the animated series she blows up a vcr you know because that's that's 1992
2: for you. <laughs> was I always thought Rogue had the worst deal though, because Rogue couldn't touch people. No. Like, she just oh
0: I man, think... I had such a thing for Rogue, man. I was, I, I was, did too. I, was gut- <laughs> I was gutted when she, she was who she was in the films, because the Rogue who I, you know, I grew up with was this awesome Southern belle. You know, I, he called people sugar, and it was just like, oh, that's awesome. She's amazing, <laughs> <laughs> and then she just wasn't yeah. who she was.
4: Yeah. When, um, when obviously you had the comic book version, the comic book version of Rogue is fantastic, it's such a very deep and layered character, mm-hmm. in the films, because obviously, you know, rights and everything, and certain characters they can and can't use, they basically just went, right yeah, Rogue's basically a person who just can't touch anyone, otherwise she'll kill them right, okay, that's, a, that's what we're going to lead with, we're not going to have this intrigue where, you know, she swaps powers, she's had her power because of mm-hmm. Captain Marvel, all this stuff no, no, she just basically sucks the life out of them. That that's it. That's all we're we're gonna
2: give. Um, yeah, right. bad. it's a pretty sucky <laughs> power. I like her a lot, but as power going, it's a pretty <laughs> terrible power to have. Yeah. But, but well, I remember seeing a cartoon
1: I'm... someone did, which was quite funny, where she came up and she and everyone kept, and she kept snacking at stuff. And someone I said, "What's going on?" She goes, and she said, "I can't help it. There's lots of mosquitoes out at the moment, and every time one of them lands on me because it's hungry, I absorb it, and it dies." But it just means I'm permanently hungry. 12 pounds today. (laughs) This idea, this this vague and unending hunger from all these little bugs that kept landing on her and dying. And all they left behind was this vague, I'm still hungry. (laughs) 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 Kind of horrible thought, though.
4: (laughs) Saying about rogue, I was actually chatting earlier with someone, um, talking about the. You know, obviously, because X-Men is now going to be part of Marvel Cinematic Universe, Say so about if they're going to recast some characters, I was trying to think, who would actually be an ideal rogue for for going forward in the MCU? And I was re-watching um, Zombieland Double Tap the other night, and Abigail Breslin, I think, would be a fantastic rogue. I think she's got that charm to her, but mm-hmm. I reckon she could also pull off the accent pretty well, too. So
2: She's good, yeah, yeah, I can see that.
4: Mm-hmm. It's made If you remember as well, because I, I like watching both zombie films, you see like Abigail Breslin growing up. You forget that she's now twenty four years old. And you go, Jesus, that's that's not the same person, is it? <laughs> but, yeah, actually.
1: Um, well, there's yes. that joke, isn't there, that Will Beaton <laughs> is now the same age today that um, Patrick Stewart was when Patrick he started Stewart playing. Yeah. Oh wow! And there was another one I saw, which is great. Where it's a picture of the 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 girl that played Naomi Wildman Wildman, who's now like, like twenty four. And it's like this is Naomi Wildman. You're just like, yeah, I feel old. <laughs>
3: well, I was watching uh, Hannah last night, and I realised she was born in about um, the lead actress uh, was born in I think, 2000 2001.
2: Yeah, my and baby just, like... sister, my baby sister turned twenty the other day. She's born in 2001. She was twenty years old a few days ago, and oh. I just she was I, I was fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, you, to think that she's twenty years old now, I just think, oh my god. I'm well, so the, the the
0: the prequel star right, the prequel Star Wars films are as oh, old god, yeah. now yeah. as when we the original I, trilogy were when they came out. Yeah, yeah. it's mad. That is absolutely mad. <laughs> and, and hello every, to every, R- sorry, hello every, to R J Heel on on the comments. Good day, master. He's, he's back again. Yeah. And he can hear you this time. He can hear me, yeah. Uh, just <laughs> yes. oh man, we were playing we were playing um we were playing um uh of Age of Dragons. Empires Age of Age of Empires at the weekend and because something happened with OBS, like audio from the computer and the mic went down, and I didn't realise for the entire game because <laughs> I and and it was just like people going on saying Saying things to me, and I was replying away, thinking it was going off. And then once again, Mister Heel comes in, and basically, I'm like, "Oh shit, audio's dying!" Once again, it's like he has a sense. He comes in saying, and, yeah. into the comments just to say, "You know, audio's dying." All oh, right, okay. <laughs> Thanks, RJ. Oh, okay. Much appreciated. That's man. his superpower. Isn't That's it? his superpower. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Saving Matt from getting his foot stuck in his mouth. Yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> you know, we did it with our. We did it with Dungeons and Dragons. We're the first R. Well it was a really good hour and I my my microphone wasn't because 'cause I'd I'd muted it so everybody would you know everybody be quiet. We could and I hear could hear him and then But the streamers couldn't. The streamers Aww. couldn't and I muted and then <laughs> I, and then RJ comes in and says, Yeah, your mic's off and I was like, Oh, for fuck's sake. So I had to go What's back the next day and do an overdub of basically what happened in the first hour. So, you know What did you
2: remember? Well,
0: I just can't because I kind of it's it's some of it it's basically just you know stuff I already knew what was going to happen yeah. and then it was just like there was the main points like this happened they had a chess game he lost blah 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 this is going to happen and stuff plus we have like um plus we have like a, a a discord group where we sort of um do some rping on it and stuff um currently I'm I'm seeing if I can lure uh our our, our cleric into a trap or not. <laughs> 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 oh, so okay. I've basically given her a box she can or cannot open and uh we'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> 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 uh, so yeah. Okay. I do enjoy rp'ing on uh, I, I feel like i can do a better job when i rp on um on discord and stuff because i've got more time to think about it and sort of no get thinking. a bit more yeah whereas it, i'm not you know as much as everything i i know what's going to happen in my head i have got a direction of the storyline and how things are going to go but
1: or we screw it
0: up yeah, well, yeah that or partially <laughs> it's like i don't I, I can't sort of get it out quick enough. I'm not quick-witted enough to sort of, you know, get things out the way I want them and stuff. Whereas in the art, with you're doing it on Discord. I can spend a lot of time sort of thinking about it and it's a good storyline and I can sort of really sort of put all my all into it. Whereas, you know, these guys wanted to have a bore eating competition uh, in, in a bar and I'm like, all right, okay, so let's do this. And, you know, we... I, I didn't. It, it was just uh
3: Wes wanted to and he's like okay <laughs> and, and some other <laughs> things and it's just like
0: they wanted to go off and do stuff and I was just like all right one I'm slightly pissed and two you know this I, you know, I haven't put anything so I was like right okay so let's do this and but yeah it's I I, I like doing it because when they go off on tangents it means the story can go off on yeah. tangent and you can really you can work with it it works quite well uh storyline and stuff and I've got some I've got some mischievous shit that's going to happen uh, soon, so <laughs> i forward to it. To be
1: fair, though, it's quite funny seeing
0: that look of panic
1: in your eyes sometimes. <laughs> when we're, like, we were going to do such and such, and you were just like, oh,
0: me. Oh, yeah, well, Laura, the, our, 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 our sort of, our, our the our most well my most sort of stressful moment mm-hmm. in Dungeons and Dragons history is we we'd just started I haven't played Dungeons and Dragons in years none of us had we had not done it in years we thought we'll start off with like a one shot I had the story together <laughs> Um it was like there's about six episodes right it was a story and it was just like re- literally right n- there's no real character development it, it's set characters you're going to do it's gonna something it's an investigation you're going to do this 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 and this Um there's no way you can fuck this up because it's very linear it's literally go here go here <laughs> Do this and this, and then it's like I was sort of hinting. I'm waiting
2: for the butt. Yeah,
0: I was hinting at stuff. <laughs>
2: butt is giggling over there. Yeah, and I'm
0: basically Pete, uh, who's the wizard, <laughs> he's like, so I'm I'll, I'll, I'll not giving away, but basically there's there's a creature in it, and um, Pete, they basically sort of said, well, next time we see it, we'll just we'll just you know we'll attack or something like this, and said, I then explained that. This thing was massive. Yeah.
3: As I said, next time we see it, I cast Fireball. We saw it. I cast Fireball. Unfortunately, I didn't fully appreciate the entire scale of the beast that we were facing.
0: (laughs) And it was just like, I just went, did you just do that? Did you just roll those dice? And I was just, and he's like, yeah. And I was just like, uh... Uh, and I was just like, "Oh so shit! Played. This is gonna <laughs> does, kill. This is gonna kill the story. To this is gonna kill the something? stream. I have no idea how to deal with this situation." So I was just like, "Right, okay. You two have literally <laughs> got. You've got two dice rolls. If if you if you succeed, you've tackled them and you can push the fireball out of the way. So thankfully, they got a high enough number and the fireball hit the wall and basically set fire to the the inn they were in. Uh, and oh,
1: they it got. Fun. K- the what was fun as well? Yeah. That's <laughs> it. So he, it yeah put out the fire with thunderclap and collapse the building on top of us
0: yeah and then they got kicked they got kicked out of town and <laughs> which which we'll to be we'll fair did put out the fire yeah Punch. yeah there you go uh, Ooh, do, do you and play birds. dungeons and dragons or all?
2: do you know for the first i i started playing for the first time this year or like, no last year because 2020 yeah. a lockdown uh with a bunch of friends i'd never played it before and they were like come on give it a go and we played um we played it because we're nerds. We played like an, an anime-themed one. We we based it on an anime that we all watch.
5: Nice
2: uh, to help ease me into it. Uh, it was really fun. It was really really fun. I'm surprised I never tried. It yeah, yeah. I really I really enjoyed it.
3: It is. It's time-consuming. Come back in. I um, do a bit uh,
2: more D&D. Yeah, I would. I would definitely try it again. Yeah. It, it yeah. was it was not something I I I so I'd RP'd... You know, but, you know, in words um, back in like you know old fandom days. So I kind of had not I worked, but it was the mechanics of it that I didn't get. So they were very kind and they were very forgiving <laughs> of me for not knowing what I was doing. Because um, it's like
3: there's some anime themed role playing games out there.
2: Yeah, mm. there are. Yeah, I've, I I did have afterwards. I had brows of some. There's so many. There's so many different yeah. ones. Um, there's a Firefly themed one, isn't there? Somewhere. Yeah. Which yeah. Looks, looks pretty pretty,
3: pretty fun. Every franchise yeah. has a role-playing game. I mean, there's a there's
2: a there's a Mass Effect Me- there's, there's a Mass Effect D twenty
1: based one that yeah. someone did. It's an unofficial one, but it's based on one of the um, D twenty systems.
2: Oh, that sounds fun! I want to be a Hanar. Yes, <laughs> you, you can.
0: You can work anything in to oh, sort story. of, you know, yeah. you can work it in, it's like, story like story. our even our our Dungeons and Dragon is pretty much homebrew, and homebrew is just yeah. shorthand for we're making it up as we go along, so yeah. nobody That's can turn around and we go, uh, you know,
2: because we were based not on this anime, it was like, uh, you know, and it was set set in a particular period of of Japanese history, so you've got sort of this, you know what you're dealing with. And then we were just like, should we magic in there? Yeah, let's just fucking throw magic into it. Let's go, let's go crazy. <laughs> it, was, it was, it was really good fun. I really enjoyed it. I can't believe it took me to be like thirty-four years old before I started playing D D. Given, given the, 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 the massive nerd that I am, but it just never really had the opportunity before. It's it was really good.
1: Timing and people a lot of the time. Yeah. Like you, if you're not in the right place for it, then yeah, you, you might have friends that are doing it, but you just don't see the point. Yeah. Or well, you might lockdown, want it, but no one you know or trust is into lockdown it.
2: Lockdown was good for that because it kind of yeah. brought a bunch of together who were like, look, we need to do something social. Uh, but but rather, you know, something social that isn't just sitting around talking because we've done a lot of sitting around talking. So we're like, all right, let's just try this. And it was brilliant.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was, I was doing some research on this for, uh, mm-hmm. main, at, the, at the start of the um, second lockdown. And, yeah, um, the virtual tabletops. Mm-hmm. Provides that, which you can host, so like World 20 and, and Fantasy Grounds, their usage increased, like their mm-hmm. new members increased 16 fold in the first quarter of 2020, and mm-hmm. their usage like quadrupled. Wow. Just because people want, were using role playing games, to, to, obviously to play role playing games, but we're using so, that as a tool to kind of connect with each other and yeah, yeah. maintain social relations. Because, yeah. I mean, uh, I think there's been... I mean, only a quarter of the time in a role-playing game is actually spent role-playing
5: yeah Mm -hmm.
3: yeah the other time is spent (laughs) just chatting ranting with your mates but it gets away from that
1: bit where all of you are staring at each other trying to figure out what to say next
0: yeah yeah we had (laughs) role initiative okay (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's stressful it's stressful for dms though because you're not it's like a mixture of making sure the story is okay uh making sure the group has cohesion because you're invariably going to find that mm. people fall out with each other for some reason or other and then then there's got people who want to do one thing and then others who want to do another and then you're just trying to sort of kind of firefight now and again to get things sort of kind yeah, of in line no,
1: you did choose to do it for a home for your own homebrew at the same time which you're making up as you go along <laughs> so you don't even have you don't even have that to hide behind because everyone says, Well, you keep saying homebrew when you want to do stuff. I want to do it. Why can't I?
0: Because <laughs> I am the I am the I am the law. Uh, it's, the law. I am the law. And it's just like I, 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 I just get to the point now where I'm just like no. And I'm just like, no, you're not you're not doing that. That's not happening and stuff. It's just yeah. like things. Well, why I went, no, not happening. You're not doing it. It's just <laughs> There has to be some someone lines.
2: Has, someone has to put the foot down. Yeah. Otherwise, it's chaos.
0: Yeah, but the thing is, so you get sort of like, I'm happy to do most things, but then you get, what I don't like is people sort of uh, retrofitting things. So, they'll come in and go, well, uh, this, I'm doing this. And I'm just like, well, you can't because it has no relevance to your character or anything you're doing and stuff. And it's, it's just... Yeah. It sort of kills the story and stuff. And I, I don't like people doing stuff and then going, yeah, but my character would do this. And it's like, yeah, but you didn't. You didn't do that. <laughs> so yes, but I mean, yeah, but they would have. And I said, like, yeah, but you didn't. So it just, yeah. that's sort of, this is the way so
2: Someone is. needs to control it a little bit, don't they? I don't envy that job at all. <laughs> <laughs> I do not. Yeah. Should it be
3: tempted to DM a game?
2: eventually. But very eventually, I'd oh, yeah. have to get a lot more used to playing it and get and how the mechanics That's work fair. first. But yeah. eventually, it looks like it would be quite a fun challenge.
3: Oh yeah, it is a lot of fun, and it's very rewarding. Like um, when I used to well, run Mech Warrior uh, for some mates back in the day, um, I just kind of set them a problem, and I just sit back and just enjoy watching them trying yeah. to solve solve it and what. I'm going, okay, you're doing all my work for me. Thank you. <laughs> you,
1: have a, you have current experience as well, don't you, Pete? Pardon? You have current experience
3: as well, don't you? Yeah, with, with your you kids. you being Daddy DM. Yes, I am. I'm running D&D for um, my two older children and my wife.
2: Oh, that's fantastic.
3: That's and really yeah, they're doing surprisingly well at it. They do really well, really, really well. Um, m- uh, my eldest son, he just loves t- he loves the idea. Of game. He's playing this Dragonborn fighter. And he's going, this is great. When can go play D&D again, Daddy?
5: Oh, oh, that's yeah. amazing. And,
3: <laughs> and like, this, we don't do epic long games. You know, like an yeah. hour and a half, something like that. Just like instead of stories, like, okay, we're telling our own stories now. Mm-hmm. Okay, how? what are you going to do? How are you going to do it? And the come up was like, so not always with violence solutions, which is great. I mean, the, I think in their first adventure, they met a gelatinous cube, which is the thing that kind of goes around eating things. Mm-hmm. And rather than trying to kill it, they led it out of the um, tomb using, like, the, using their rations, and and basically befriended it and just led it out with, with a of <laughs> rations.
2: And when you think about it, is I reckon it's got to be good for kids because it's teaching them things like teamwork and pro.
3: Yeah, it teaches like teamwork, improvisation, yeah. maths, thinking. probability, what? problem solving, and
2: even just confidence to make decisions. It's, yeah. I think it's got it's got to be good for kids yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. that's fantastic it keeps them quiet yeah. as well
0: like i remember as a kid like i used to play it um one of our neighbors uh they're called the lawson's like we would play uh, it would be like um space crusade one week or hero quest another uh or dungeons and dragons and you know we play i remember sort of playing dungeons and dragons for the first time as a kid and just having this sort of like thing in my head going oh my god I can do whatever I want and my character is my own and I can sort of this whole thing I remember getting the books and just building a character and then giving him all his cool gear and going oh yeah I want this and I want this and then I'm gonna do this and just spending ages sort of kind of going and being like super excited about the whole thing just like really really enjoying it so you know I think it's awesome for kids I think yeah, you know, I if, you like, if I ever had kids you know I'd definitely do it for them. Definitely.
3: Well, I mean, like, um, I've got, like, the guide to D&D, the, these, these four booklets, um, and my, my son, uh busy picked up the weapons and armour book, uh, as, like, before he went to bed one night, and he came down and said, like, I've read this twice, and I've got a list. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I want, a, I, want, I want some plate armour, I want a great sword. And with the song, this sort I'm of like, okay, right. I will we'll have to see if you can find it.
2: Like a letter to <laughs> Santa.
3: Pretty much. This is like this is a letter D to the deer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah you know, I know. That's what
2: I need. So after
3: several adventures, he's finally got himself
0: a place, plus one great
3: sword, and he couldn't be happier.
2: That's it. That's
0: <laughs> fantastic. Yeah, I think it was the kids, though, because you're in that place where magic is real yeah you know mm. and dungeons and dragons is more real because of it and stuff you know you haven't been jaded by old age and stuff and it's just so much more sort of like you know interesting and stuff it's yeah, just what, what
3: they what they really like is when things go wrong mm. uh, i like it know, when the, things go wrong as well <laughs> like, rather than kind of putting them in jeans i kind of add a comic spin to it
1: but the thing is that's a good thing as well but the, the thing that cripples most kids as they get old, is fear of failure. Yeah.
3: yeah. Because, yeah.
1: I mean, especially in the last sort of 20, or, 20 or 30 years, people become very risk-averse because mm-hmm. they can't understand the concept of failure. But most of the really successful business people, and especially in the technology sector, I say, you have to be able to fail and pick yourself up. And so things like, uh, like D&D for kids is really valuable because it yeah. teaches them that you can fail without it being the end. You know, yeah. that you can find a way around that. You and can that pick yourself up. And
2: is what, is, what yeah. is how you improve. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, you're also right.
1: That refusing to make a decision is a decision on its own and will usually end badly, which is also <laughs> a good thing to learn because too many people just sit there and hope that someone else will make that choice for them. Politicians not mentioned. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, but I think, yeah, yeah it's true. I think it helps you sort of with disappointment and things like that as well. Yeah. Like, I remember... Yeah. Uh, it's just it's a it's an odd sort of memory but always sticks with me like um but obviously i've been into dungeons and dragons and stuff and you know you had things and you know characters die and stuff like this and things don't go the way you you want them to and uh you kind of get used to that and i remember um christmas my dad had got me a 32x which is basically for the mega drive it was like uh you you put it on the top of it and it it wasn't working and I could see my dad was super stressed by this whole thing because you know I got my dad you know where Father Christmas had got me the third and it wasn't working and stuff and he was he was trying his hardest to sort of uh fix it for me so I could play it on Christmas Day and I just sort of can remember saying to him, it doesn't matter that, it's okay, don't worry about it, um, you know, well, it's it's fine. And just being completely sincere about it, because it was just mm-hmm. like, you know, that's that's just life, that's things happen and stuff. And mm-hmm. him just sort of kind of, like, and, and then we realised it was because there was an additional plastic thing on the bottom of it that needed to come off oh. and then it worked. But it was just like, you know, in my mind, I was just like, you know, you mind, I, done, like, done, you know you? I didn't think of anything of it back then, but thinking back, I was just like, yeah, well. You know, most kids a lot. Well, not most kids. A lot of kids would go would throw a tantrum or trying to go. Yeah, and I was yeah. just like, "Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's okay." You know, I don't. You know, it's fine. Um, but yeah, and I, I, I definitely a lesson learned from playing games and stuff. You know. Yeah. yeah. I
4: I don't think I, I don't think I actually ever played anything through the 32x. It was always just, just straightforward on the 16 bit cartridge.
0: Oh um, man, we had the we had the Mega Drive the 32x and the mega cd and yeah, me and my brother just hammered it all the Jesus, time it
4: like, must be some monstrosity oh yeah, it was a big Netflix.
0: thing man like you just like but i remember yeah. just sitting there just going me and my brother like you know we the games we'd always play were like uh mortal Kombat 3 uh oh. we play echo the dolphin a lot yeah, um major was it because major chaos was it where basically you had two sort of kind of sets of army men you ran around you shot each other yeah. uh a thing called eternal Eternal Champions, I think, was like a fighting game we used to play loads. Um, uh, what's it called? Robot, Robot, just, Cyborg Justice—a film called, uh, yeah, not, a game called just Cyborg Justice, Justice, which was yeah. a fighting yeah. game. Um, yeah, i just like we'd have little tournaments with each other and stuff, and we'd tally up how many times we'd won yeah. and stuff. And I was always better at one type of game, and my brother was always better at another. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, oh, good. right, okay. Um, Oops. Are you sure you don't yeah. want to talk about your books before we go?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to end this soon because it's getting late. I think what we should do
4: is just invite Laura on again so then we can talk about all, all your books. And... <laughs> yeah.
0: Is there anything you want to push before we go? Is there anything you want to push or talk about? No, just before, you know. Do... You have a book, from, you have a novella <laughs> yeah, coming out, just don't, don't just you? Say...
2: I don't just say i write books Sorry. I, I i do write books that's a thing that i do <laughs> no i've got a novella <laughs> out um that's re- recently just come out uh called on the shoulders of a tava and it's based on it's a kind of a horror novella that's based on finnish folklore and mythology oh, okay. and it's set during the 1918 uh, finnish civil war oh. um and it focuses I don't know, I probably don't know an awful lot about it, because I didn't know an awful lot about it until I researched it. But basically during the 1918 Finnish Civil War, it was uh, the, the, the white the White Guard were the nationalists, the Finnish nationalists, fighting mean, the Red Guard, who were the kind of the Russian sympathizers. Right, so this Com- was in and around
0: the Russian Revolution then?
2: Yeah, it was just after the October Revolution that yeah. this took place and that was kind of sparked it. So the red army the the russian the communists the bolsheviks they had a a unit or several units of female soldiers they had around 2000 female soldiers uh, red women or the, you know the red guard and this novella focuses on a, a unit of the of of female red guard soldiers um i did a lot of research for it it was fascinating and i would have loved to have put even more of the stuff i learned into this book but a novella can only be so long so it's <laughs> part historical novel it's part exploration of Finnish folklore and Finnish legend and it's a part part of horror novel as well it's about spooky bear myths in the, in the snowy forest so who's, yeah. it, who's
0: it released through?
2: Um, it's released by PS Publishing okay. uh, and you can get it on the website so I have actually uh, this is this is completely coincidental I didn't have this here just as a thing but I have a shiny <laughs> a shiny version of it with yes. a scary bear on the front so yeah it's uh, from PS Publishing and it's out it's out now
3: right okay I'm going to go to PS Publishing and order a copy well, there
2: you oh, go thank you. <laughs>
3: there you
1: go. If if you remember to give the links to Matt then I'm sure he'll put them in the description. Yeah,
0: yeah. if if you send me the links I will I will very much do that for you.
2: I'll be sure, thank you. Cool.
0: Right, okay. Uh, We'll leave it there. Um, You're more than welcome to come back on and actually talk about writing and stuff, you know. (laughs) I think you're the only writer we've had on where we we have you know, generally it's we talk about the writing and then we go on about the nerdy stuff afterwards, but we've literally hit hit hard with wrestling, anime, you know, TV programs.
2: It's stuff to talk about. It's totally fine. I had
3: a good time. Good, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I
1: normally do a hardcore bit of writing query because I'd write on the side, but I just totally got left out to one side.
0: <laughs> distracted <laughs>
2: too, too many exciting things to talk about
0: yeah well that's it isn't it you know when you're a nerd everything's exciting you know so. that's true um <laughs> right okay so uh for me i've been Matt geary with me tonight has been mark Canty.
1: see you all later.
0: peter ray allison good night everyone and take care of each other john joe Cosgrove. take
1: care
4: all we'll see you soon
0: and Laura all right, I'm going to get I'm going to get get your second name wrong right now Laura
2: You could do it Laura Moro That's that's that is close enough <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Marino, oh. yeah. <laughs> Good night everybody thanks for listening night. see you later bye bye